I know of no one who has ever made this claim before, but I rather suspect that my experience is not unique. What perhaps is unique is the fact that I am willing to talk about it. We are living in a computer-programmed reality, and the only clue we have to it is when some variable is changed and some alteration in our reality occurs. We would have the overwhelming impression that we were reliving the present, deja vu, perhaps in precisely the same way, hearing the same words, saying the same words. I submit that these impressions are valid and significant. And I will even say this, such an impression is a clue that at some past time point, a variable was changed reprogrammed as it were and that because of this an alternative world branched off welcome to the what if podcast greetings and welcome to the what if podcast stuff spencer how you doing man i'm great bro i'm better and slightly more creeped out now that i listened to philip k dick explain his belief of what the hell's going on yeah um before we get started we have a guest with us this evening shaklak the homies in the building what's up max what's up guys what's how are up? you a little creeped out after hearing that Philip K. Dick thing. Right. Yeah. That was from, Besides that, I'm pretty good. <laughs> that was from 1977. Hmm. So the Matrix <laughs> definitely pulled the deja vu thing like directly out of that, right? Or close. I'm, yeah. I, they, they, the Matrix pulled from a lot of different things. True. But yeah, I mean, Philip K. Dick obviously would have been known to the writers of the Matrix. Did you say se- 70, 77? 77. Yeah, uh, do you know where that is from? Like specifically, like what he was doing when he said that? It was some sci-fi shit? conference. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> where he was probably like trying to sell copies of uh, what was the movie or the book Blade Runner was based on? That would have been uh, about that time. While right? uh, do do androids count sheep? Or yeah, do, was that it? It was something like that. Do androids dream of it was Do like Android, androids dream of digital sheep? Yeah, that I think it? that was it. Yeah, whoa, okay. crazy. Also, uh, call back to last night talking about Total Recall. Oh, yeah, he yeah. also wrote uh, which is called Total Recall, but it's the short story that Total Recall was based on. Still haven't seen that movie. Sorry, guys, not Still, in the last okay. 24 hours. <laughs> last, <laughs> since we recorded last episode, I have not your seen fucking homework last night, dude. I mean, what have you been doing today, dude? <laughs> life job or something? Life gets in the way of Total Recall. I'm sorry, um. Yeah, so we should probably clarify what in the fuck we're talking about today. Yeah, <laughs> our, our question is, uh, what if we're living in a simulation? What if we are living in a simulation? Mm-hmm. Um, or and should it be like, we're probably living in a simulation? What if we're probably yeah. living in Yeah, it depends on our level of certainty. We want That uh, doesn't work with the name of the podcast, <laughs> right. I guess. It's off-brand, man. Come on. <laughs> Spin off. Start your own we're podcast. We're probably dot dot dot. Yeah. yeah. Start your own we're probably podcast. But it's a what if we're probably. So you have to do you have to do like it's like less certain but more like ambivalent <laughs> versions of everything else we've done. The maybe <clears throat> if podcast. The maybe if. Yeah, maybe if. Maybe so, we are living in a simulation. Yeah, um, where where to start? Where do we start? So this is a really big topic. There are a lot of corners. Part of the reason we brought the homie on because the homie knows more about this than I do. And I'll just gleefully plead my ignorance to most of this shit. 
Uh, I, I guess Matt, I'm definitely like an armchair philosopher. Perfect. Yeah. And armchair neuroscientist. That's and still armchair, like several uh, steps above either of us. Oh, yeah. We're, okay. we're, we're like lower. <laughs> what is lower than armchair? Floor? Like floor? <laughs> we're like <laughs> homeless. We're <laughs> beanbag. We're bean. Yeah. Out, we are yeah. beanbag philosophers and like beanbag comedians. That sounds better actually. That's what I want to be as a beanbag. <laughs> well, a backyard neurologist. <laughs> That sounds dangerous as fuck. So yeah, where where do we dive in? Yeah, where do you want to start? Okay. I know there's like a lot well, of Well, I mean, this is definitely a topic that comes up from time to time and like it gets it's really easy to write off as like um, you know, pothead talk or yep. sci-fi talk. Or, I think the first time we discussed this was probably ceremoniously around some of those uh, Yeah, I don't smoke weed, but Yeah, me neither. Okay. Absolutely not. Good to clarify. Cool. Um uh, but so that, that would be illegal. I do it would like be, we wouldn't do illegal things. Yes, exactly. Um, I do like uh, uh, starting with this angle, and it's like, who is one of the smartest people in the country? Would you say Madlib? Uh, Madlib. <laughs> Instead, just naming like musicians we like. I'm assuming um, I'm assuming you're going the Neil deGrasse Tyson angle. Uh, that is one of the people. Okay. Yeah, okay. but also Elon Neil's Musk. Actually, who I was thinking of? Okay, also Elon, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk, you know, to to at least uh, engage people who are skeptical of this idea, I think most people would say he's a pretty smart guy. And yeah, agree. He was recently asked, um, uh, you know, what if we're – does he think we're living in an elaborate computer simulation? Do we actually have uh, yeah. this audio? Funny you should say that. Why don't we, uh, why don't we rock his, the audio His answer quick. sounded something like this. If you extrapolate into the future and say, well, how good, let's say, will video games be in – a hundred or two hundred or a thousand years from now, if if there's continued improvement, um, and you know, you're in a full body haptic seat suit with a sort of surround vision, and you know you it it, it it becomes beyond a certain resolution, indistinguishable from reality. Um, if and if, and there will likely to be there likely to be millions, maybe maybe billions of such simulations. So then, what are the odds that we're actually in base reality? Isn't it one in billions? Is it? I mean, give the, I can give the counter-argument, but I'd rather you give the counter-argument. Uh, obviously, this feels real, <laughs> but, but it, 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 may, I mean, it, it seems unlikely to be real. Mm. So... All right. <laughs> So that was the podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right. No, but but carry on. So one of the smartest. I mean, okay. So this is there. usually like, my entry point to this this um, this argument. Even yeah. to the point when I was telling people like, oh, I'm about to do this podcast, yeah. and the theme is like, what if we're living in a simulation? Right. A lot of eye rolling happens and stuff like that. So just to like kind of legitimize like the 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 rabbit hole we're diving down. Definitely it's nice to have. Uh, you know, an intelligent guy. A hundred percent. pretty convinced of this. And, you know, this isn't like, this is not like a, a, a theme or question that like is unfamiliar to us or like us as like a race and a species. Like, right. this is definitely something like philosophers from like Descartes to Plato have investigated. Um, it, it seems like it's picking up a lot of steam lately though. It does. And I mean, that's possibly because like, and this is what's interesting about philosophy is that we are like sort of, um, diving into like things that have been discussed in philosophy before, but like it's it's on the vehicle of like new technology, and probably one of the reasons it's like being discussed more often is because 
we can sort of like start to conceive and like see this technology from virtual reality to yeah i guess if you were talking about modeling the universe in you know even a hundred years ago no one would have known what the hell you were talking about and now that we can actually do some version of some of those things i guess it makes more sense to start pondering that okay so let's try to jump into the like the logic game that is the simulation i'm ready for it theory because i don't know it okay so i'm like i'm about it let's take let's take these future descendants of ourselves as post-human which seems to be the most common sure. word used in this argument okay and that's just to say like a a more technologically sophisticated version of us okay or post-human so there's three aspects or there, there's three possible situations here um that all like all human-like species in the universe go extinct before they reach this post-human level. This is number one. That is one. Okay. All hu- say that one more time for me. All human species or all human-like species okay. go extinct before they re- reach this post-human level. Which seems like we're on pace for that. Which probably. seems exceedingly probable. Okay. <laughs> Today. <laughs> but all is the keyword. Right. First that of all. Makes true. it way less probable. Yep. yep. Um and you know, this is I mean, yeah, I don't know if you want to like dive into each of these points. I think we uh, on their own. Let's, let's run them down first. Yeah, let's hear all okay. three and then yes, I'd probably do want to dive into okay. this. Yeah. Number two. Uh the these post human species don't have any interest in creating simulations. Okay. 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 I think yeah, I'm, I'm there. just right off the bat, probably less on board with that one. But and the third one is we are living in a in a simulation. Yo, know, that that third one seems way more likely than the first two. <laughs> well, because wait, repeat the second one real quick. These post-human species don't have any interest in creating simulations. So would that require that all post-human all, species? Yes, all post-human species don't have any interest in recreating or in creating simulations wait is that the only is that the only because couldn't isn't there also a possibility that we just never become well i'm gonna find myself there's kind of a fourth possibility there's kind of a fourth possibility that is that we are the most advanced version of our species and we are the we are the base level and we are the farthest along right now and this is potentially coming (laughs) yep that is that is a possibility Usually throughout history, like when we think we're super special, that's usually you're always wrong. Yes, we're always <laughs> yeah. wrong about that. So, well, and then Chuck Klosterman's new book. Yeah, yeah. But what if we're wrong? But what if we're wrong? Yeah. Which is sort of entirely based on the concept of. Did I learn that to you, by the way? I started doing it on Audible. I haven't. You didn't give me yours, but I started listening to Who it the on hell Audible. Did I, get, I lost my copy of that book like immediately after reading it. Did I you? Don't, I don't. I, I think I lent it to somebody, but I don't know where it went. It wasn't me because I because I started uh, I started listening to it on Audible. But that entire anyway. book is based on the concept of what if we we always think we're like as far along as we're ever going to get, or we're like we're at the top of everything, and then and we're just we find out we're wrong all the time. We've been wrong like literally every time. Is it? Oh yeah. So I guess that is the fourth version because that's what I was going to say. Is like, isn't it a possibility that we're all just humans thinking about the idea of what if we lived in a simulation? Which is that possibility. That is, possibility. That is the fourth But when Elon Musk says the chance that we are the base layer is like one in billions. Well, once you accept that it's a possibility, then you kind of have to take that step. Unless there's maybe a situation where, because that argument is predicated on there being simulations within simulations, right? That's a whole, yeah, I mean, that's like a, it, there, 
Not necessarily predicated on it, but that's like an aspect of that argument. Yeah, that's part of his absolutely his his argument where he gets to the one in billions probability piece. Absolutely, because if one civilization created a simulation, that doesn't necessarily mean that there are billions. No, it could mean that, but but there could only be like two. Maybe. I mean, if we had this ability to, like, make a super sweet, not even, like, video game, but, like, a run a super sweet simulation, run The Sims, would there, this whole society had the ability to do that, would there be two of them? Well, I guess. Not billions either, but. At some point there would be, though. I guess because my, because my initial, my initial thoughts. So this is something I was thinking about when we were, like, prepping for this episode about the idea of, like, I feel like. This is going to sound sort of stupid, but I feel like I look at it from like sort of a, like a romanticized level when I think about simulation theory. I look at like everything in this room and I like think about like the like the audio that's being transferred through this microphone into the computer and the waveform we can export like the the level of specificity that goes into everything that's in and around us. Like I feel like my argument against there being billions of these is like seems like this would be really fucking hard nah, to get dude. right. <laughs> because like, what is, you, what is right though? You build not right. But I mean like it, to, 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 to do this in a way that doesn't fuck up. You build the framework and then your conscious beings in your simulation, build the, build the computers and the, the speaker wire. And what do you mean by that? I mean that, it, uh, these post-human, uh, entities like did not write um the uh you know thread in this rug necessarily they sort of like <laughs> they gave us the building blocks to we be had able the build, to weave the rug they, they built the the framework they created like the conscious entities and mm-hmm. we ran with it you know look, look at our hmm. current explanation of how we all got here there was a moment that we call a big bang where there was a singularity which no one really knows what that means and everything yeah. in our universe came from that one point and it took forever and we everything in this room was inside of a star at one like if we were to model a universe if nasa were to try and do it and it had the computing power to do it you wouldn't set out to dictate every single piece of the entire thing you would you would set the parameters exactly. and you would let it run exactly but, but also though that's true but the, but also like the way that software works is that like there are there are dead ends unless you allow for there to be like fixes for dead ends and dead ends can break the whole thing at any given moment. So like if you, you could basically like if you're, if you're, you can create processes that allow themselves to do things, but you have to allow for the ifs that can endlessly occur inside of a, you know, like bugs, a bug can break an entire software program in a second. I think it's few, it's kind of futile though, to like imagine software on any sort of like level that we think about it today. Cause that's the thing we're in, envi- we can't do these things today. So envisioning our software doing it today. Yeah. You're going to get stuck on stuff like that. But I, it's more on. like the simulation would start with the big bang and you would let the universe play out, you know, and sure. less like you have to like build houses in your universe. And sure. Sure. I guess in my mind, then I would imagine that billions, if there are, if, okay, if we're allowing for the fact that there are billions of simulations occurring at any given time based on a certain framework of like 
open playing field, like we flick the Bic lighter once and then let that motherfucker go. It, like if we're allowing for that, I feel like there are, if there are billions, I would say like multiple billions that ended up in like uh, some version of just uh, emptiness, like crap, like yeah. like fell apart, nothingness, et cetera, et cetera. For sure you're just acknowledging how... I am. I, Rare, I guess, like, yeah. you know, the, the same thing could be said about, like, evolution and, like, sure. the design we see around us and well, the sure, symmetry sure. we see around I, us. I guess and, when I hear that the, the, the pitch that there are billions of simulations going on, I think of, like, sort of, like, endless locations in which there are, like, endless worlds that took different turns. And I guess probably there's some of that if I we're mean, allowing for this. Our, our scientists now are saying that we are orbiting one of billions of stars in our in our galaxy. Right. Our galaxy of is one of billions of galaxies in the universe. Right. We don't know what's outside of our universe, but there's probably something. So there's more galaxies in the universe than grains of sand on the on the earth. That's pretty that's pretty crazy. Also, just real quick, yep. going back to your thing about like the the bugs or the dead ends or mm-hmm. whatever. That's where like some of the stuff that Philip K. Dick was talking about with like deja vu being sort of like a glitch. Yeah. And I think about it with all of the, there are so many parts of our world that we still can't explain. Yeah. Like you look at the paranormal. Maybe yeah. that's some sort of glitch. Check right. out that paranormal episode. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I mean, we there are plenty of, plenty of parts of our world that we still don't really have an explanation for. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's where we're butting up against sort of the limits of that program. Right. Where there are certain things that at least for right now we can't figure out or that don't make sense in the way that the other parts of our universe make sense. Yeah. Like in that sense, like, you know, when you like play a video game and you like slam into the edge of the map, like the edge of the right. world the or whatever, show? or like in the Truman show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're nowhere close to slamming into the edge of that right. world. Like we, we, there's tons of stuff to explore. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, if yeah. we, if we take it face value that we're never actually going to run into a wall that we can rip through out there. Bro, what are you talking about, man? There we go. There we go. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Like I'm looking at you like, give it to me. I know it's coming. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like if you if you wanted to control a simulate if you wanted to control a simulation to a certain extent, you could also like you could write in the fact that it appears to be as expansive as we think it is, while not also being that expansive. For sure. Let I would say not to hijack the conversation, but no, like, hijack away, dude. Let's. I'm over here. On, this I'm is, over here on my beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's awesome. You guys need me. <laughs> this is what's awesome about this argue, about about this conversation is that there are all these all these plate like these threads mm-hmm. we can explore and go down. Absolutely. Um, which I want to do, but like it's also the part where some people like roll their eyes and are like, "Okay, I don't know what the fuck you're talking." I'm about. I'm not rolling my eyes. I just I don't do, think I you're just poke holes. I don't think you're rolling your eyes. But so let's return to the argument. And let's talk about each point. All right, you know, deal. and deal. We were gonna do that like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, let's do that. See, that's how we roll, though. This we ask, "What if, man?" Some things. All right, so <laughs> go. Point one. Yes. All human species go extinct before they reach the post-human level. There is a there is a um, a theory about this called I don't know if I know what I have to, oh the great filter theory. Okay, have you guys ever heard this? I have. I okay. have not. And it's the assumption that like okay if there's if there's uh, billions of stars in a galaxy and yes. like hundreds of billions of galaxies or some insane number. Yep. 
isn't it strange that we like never had any sign of anyone else out there? Well, yeah, I would say well, but the great filter theory uh, s- suggests that like be- becoming a species and a civilization that can like access a certain point that can get to like interstellar travel, mm-hmm. you need to pass through like a lot of tests. You know, tests that we experience now. Um, like allocation of resources and like not blowing each other up. Uh, a certain amount of cooperation. Yes. Yeah. And um, that is the great filter is like being able to get past those things to, you know, release yourself into the post-human, into the greater. so incredibly human-centric to me though. For sure. And negative. Because, and also, well, two things about that. I think it's way more likely that we, even if we were to encounter some other form of intelligence, would we recognize it? Would it recognize us? There are love it intelligent, like there are other human beings, literally the same species as us on this planet that don't know that other humans are out there. Right. And that we don't know how to communicate with. And there are radio waves flying over their head every day and internet running under their ocean every day. That they have no idea is there and don't have any concept of that even. As, they throw spears at helicopters. Right. Because they think that they're attacking them and they think they can hit them with their spear. There are other animals on this planet that we're now figuring out may be intelligent. We can... Isn't this... For, for the first time, I just wanted to drop this in the podcast because yeah, yeah. it fucking blew my mind. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, scientists recorded dolphins having a conversation for the first time and are beginning to be able to translate the language of dolphins. Tight. So we got to do a dolphins episode, man. True, it's, it's going to be dope. true. What if you militarized dolphins? <laughs> but or, like, what if, what if you were a dolphin? just when you when you factor in that to like, we would have no idea what a species a thousand, ten thousand, a million, a billion years more advanced. More advanced, we wouldn't even recognize it. And then you factor in the time of like human beings have been around for a couple hundred thousand years at most. That is. Less than you know a fraction of a percent of the time that the universe has been around. Yeah, like like Neil deGrasse says on Cosmos, like like from the time human species evolved into into humans, or right. we got to our like dawn of man. It's like I don't remember exactly, but the calendar in the, in the on the cosmic calendar, yeah, it's yeah. it's New Year's Eve at like eleven fifty nine, yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. 47 seconds or something. So absolutely like the the heart of all these conversations and like all this philosophizing and all this wonder is like, you know, sort of encapsulating what you just said and like uh, trying to understand a sense of scale and perspective, um, you know, while being confined to this this body, this consciousness, this this period of time, you know, confined to our beanbags, beanbags or to our code. Do you feel like, um, well, you know what? Ma- confined to our code. That, sh- that shit's real. Confined, yeah, that's that is real. <laughs> let's, let's, that's my memoir. <laughs> ah, shit, it should be. That's tight. Uh, let's uh, we're gonna let's we're gonna take a moment to uh, absorb that, and uh, we're gonna come back, and we're actually gonna dissect some we of those points. Even, we weren't even through all three of them. We didn't. Know. I know. That's what point. I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On a that's what I'm saying. We've all been right. tangenting. Right. So all let's right. come back and let's dissect those points in a, in a second on the What If podcast. Boo! <laughs> Fuck you. Want to hear from you? Send us a message. Email hi, that's h i, at 
whatifpodcast.com or leave us a voicemail at 612-246-4614. We were talking about, uh, on our break, we were talking about Tamagotchis. Didn't Tamagotchis make you feel like a bad person when you were a kid? I killed a couple of those. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It was like, it was like the, it taught us all how to feel guilty as children because we were like, supposed to take care of this digital doll that we This all... is what will happen if you have unprotected sex. <laughs> It's just all employed <laughs> by the fucking cult of the Catholics. It's just to, to threaten you into feeling. That's what you guys talked about on the cult one. Tamagotchi. Yeah, Tamagotchi. Yeah. How oh, it's it like Tamagotchi like actually like died and like the device no longer ever worked. What if? What so if? So it was like an expensive mistake too. What if? What if the simulation that we're all living in is we're actually all Tamagotchis that belong to like another person, and when we die, it's because like our superior and higher beings like stopped taking care of us wait say that again that's the next episode i'll do what if what what if, what? What <laughs> what if, if ta- we're all tamagotchi what if we are all like the character inside of a tamagotchi and there's a higher being that stops taking care of us and that's when we die that's yeah. the name of my memoir <laughs> <laughs> so we're back with the what if podcast we're talking about uh what if what if we are living inside of a simulation uh what if we're probably living in a simulation and um Max was espousing the three tenets or possibilities, I guess four, of what could be happening. And we did not get a chance to dissect them because we we're getting a little bit tangential. So let's jump back in and hit the first one and discuss its merits. And Ryan and I are going to shut the fuck up for at least like the next minute and I half. promise I won't ask any more beanbag questions. <laughs> no, it's not true. I will. Okay. So point one, we can discuss. All, human, all humans go extinct before they reach a post-human level. So... I guess there's not like really a point we can assign to this post-human level. It seems pretty damn close in the grand scheme of things. You know, if we've been around for thousands of years, give us another thousands of years, like what the hell is going to be going on? You Doesn't, know? I also feel is, like we're really close to nuking ourselves into extinction too, though. Is is the post-human term, is that a Kurzweil coined phrase? Um, I don't know. Because I, I feel like it is, but... I think he defined it as when we start enhancing our intelligence in some way. So we're no longer limited just by our physical brain's capacity. So either we're enhancing that in a, in a digital way or we're somehow connecting immediately to each other's brains. So it's sort of like a cloud computing brain where we can access information at any time that if anyone in the world knows it, we all know it, sort of like the, hey, the Borg. Hey, Siri. Yeah, but that it would actually be physically a part of us rather than a device that we carry around. I mean, I think I guess that I was his that. cut off. I guess I get that. I also get that, like, what's uh, like, what's the difference? I mean, it's a, it's a three-second delay. Well, I and guess. That, I guess that's my point is that we're close. To me, it like, feels like we're rapidly approaching that point. That sure. If we really wanted to and someone wanted to throw all the money at it, we could probably do that now or within the next 10 years. Yeah. So, which which goes to the point, like, that one's a hard one to swallow. Right? Yeah. Like, all, all species, all human-like species go extinct. We have a sample before size. Before we can get there. We have a sample size of one, and it seems like we're probably going to get there. It's a good way of looking at if it. We aren't, <laughs> if we aren't already. Yeah. So, in, in some and ways. optimistic. Yeah. Also, again, applying post-human to other species that we have no idea what they... Yeah, post-human-like. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. What yeah. We, yeah. 
Okay, okay. so all right. uh, the three of us were all unwilling to accept that that is the answer. That that, that happens I'm, 100% of the time? Yep. I yeah. mean, I'm, I, I am at least. I'm pretty pessimistic in that I think that there's a distinct possibility that we're all going to kill ourselves and each other. Either. Okay, but we're talking about every but, po- yeah, every human like. Ex- well, this point yeah. says it would, ha- it would have to happen to literally every species in the universe. Sure, and I think that like as a species, we are well on our way to creating a planet that is uninhabitable. I mean, I'm not trying to be like obstinate for the sake of it, but I do think that we are like well on our way to creating an uninhabitable planet that doesn't have water or food or like. And therefore that's the only possible outcome though. I don't think it's the only possible outcome. I'm also, I'm also thinking that I don't think it's impossible that we, my hope is that our technology outpaces our idiocy as a species so that whatever we're, whatever damage we're doing, we're also creating technology that will heal the damage we're continuing to do. But I, I'm just, I guess I'm saying, I don't think it's impossible for us to kill ourselves as a species. That's not okay. what the point is. That's not is, the point. Though. It's yeah. that all human, anything that's reached our intelligence kills itself before it can take the next 100% step. 100% of the time. Okay. You're saying you still agree with that? <laughs> I, I'm saying I still think it's possible that because we are flawed and we, uh, we grow like almost exponentially as a species that we could sort of like it's like cancer like cancer is a thing that grows to a point until it kills its host and then the cancer dies because the host is dead i'm saying i don't know that it's impossible that human beings are a reflection of that type of growth okay the 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 reason this argument works though is because like all of these things seem unlikely to us okay i agree at this point it seems unlikely that we will not get to that point without and 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 we're gonna be You're here for missing it. the point of this so hard right no, now. No, no, no. I'm acknowledging it right now. What are you talking about? It's you you just keep saying we as like humans. What this <laughs> argument is saying is that any species anywhere in the universe and the billions and billions of stars and yeah, galaxies yeah, out yeah. there that this happens to literally every single one of them. That's without the great, fail. That's the great filter theory, which we talked about. That's essentially what that is. I'm with you. Is I understand the it. The cancer takes over the host before you can make too much progress. And right. there's never an exception. Well, there's only one of us. Our sample size is one. I'm saying there's nothing else out there. Well, I, I guess I, that, I disagree. That I disagree. Yeah. That we're aware of, that we can prove. Yeah, but it's more likely that there is than not based on the billions, the billions of stars in our galaxy and the hundreds of billions of galaxies. I guess. But this is a whole nother, like, that's a whole nother podcast, I guess. You know, we can't get You'll too caught to up in You'll have to come back. You'll have to come back. All right. I'm willing, I'm willing to understand exactly what's happening. And I will say, yes, it is unlikely in the infinite possibilities of the universe that that is the case. So yes. All right, but you can bow out now if that's the one you're buying into. And I'm not buying into it yet. Spencer I'm just and I saying. I can finish the podcast. You want to leave? I would, I would actually encourage I'm it. I'll go drink. Fuck you. I'll go drink scotch in the living room and be like, nope, we're we're all gonna die. I'll go watch a presidential debate and prove it in my brain that we're all gonna fucking die. No. Okay. All right. Point two. Point okay. two. Let's do this. Point two. These post-human species don't have any interest in creating simulations. All of them. Don't have any interest in creating simulations. This one's a little hard to swallow based just on how often we simulate shit. I was just right. going to, that's we the first thing I was going to say. We're simulating. pretty into it. Yeah. The Sims is like one of the most popular video games of all time. And it's literally the exact concept of like creating a world, living inside of it, having like avatar human beings. Like we're already doing it. We're down yeah. to do it just to like fuck them later. 
Yeah. yeah. Yes. Man has yeah. so much money invested in creating <laughs> simulations of people just to stick your dick in them. Yeah. Not not even to actually stick your dick in them, to, to simulate sticking to your digitally, dick in them. <laughs> to digitally stick your dick inside of another set of pixels on the internet and yeah. feel like you have accomplished something. I feel like that one is for sure wrong. Yeah. And I mean, this one you could chalk up to like, oh, when you're post, maybe you could say like, and I don't believe this, but like maybe you could say like, oh, when you're post-human, you don't worry about such trivial things anymore or, or something like that. But still, there would be so much to learn if we could just like yeah. run these simulations, big bang. Well, totally. Where do you run into pitfalls? It, unless, like, totally. it's, unless it's some sort of situation where in order to t- have the technology to be able to do it, you've surpassed the point where you would have any interest in doing it. Yep. So that, maybe, that could be, yep. maybe So that could be sort of point number two, definitely. Again, I would say it's it seems very unlikely to me. Yep. I would say with the extent that that we are already participating in versions of this and like we already do it with like silly computer things like we obviously as a species and so would others I imagine we like we simulate things to learn things from them. We do it all the time. We do it with fucking weather, we do it with all kinds of shit. So it doesn't make sense to me that 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 an intelligent species wouldn't look at like that type of history to try to work it into whatever they know. So yeah, I, I'm, there'd be I'm, a ton to learn. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. Uh, so I'm with that. So, I mean, so this we, is the fun part is that you like reject the first theory, you reject the third, the second theory. And then like the third point is like, we're living in a simulation. And I guess, is that the only, that is, that is number three is we are currently living inside of a simulation. That's the end. That's the end of the game. The fourth or, one is that we are the, we are the base level and, but again, we are the most intelligent. We are, we are the most intelligent <laughs> of all time. We, we're uh, the fucking best. Man, well, we don't have proof that we're not so far. <laughs> That's true. It's also that. Except for maybe dolphins. <clears throat> well, okay. So you could even add that fourth point, which I don't think is like technically in the original simulation argument essay, but mm-hmm. you could add that fourth point. And, and all it's equally, four seem yeah. unlikely. It's equally unlikely to to assume. And the most likely kind of seems like we're in a simulation. Oh, man. They're all really hard to eat, though. They're <laughs> all know. really hard to eat. But it's one of those four things. What if it's the dolphins that are simulating our existence? Psych. It's on us. <laughs> <laughs> In the, and in the world of dolphins, they like they fish like for a species, and they just can human beings and eat human beings in cans. What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, Neo. What I'm trying to tell you is, dude, how long did he go in that movie before he had a line of dialogue that wasn't just asking a question? Uh, did he ever stop? What is this? Where am I? Even when he said, I know Kung Fu, it was kind of a question. <laughs> I know Kung Fu? <laughs> do I? <laughs> you do now. So, yeah, as, as Musk says it, either we're going to create simulations that are indistinguishable from reality or civilization will cease to exist. So we know how Ryan feels about this. I, I don't, I don't... Uh... Sorry, am I putting you on blast in your own podcast? No, no. <laughs> you can put me on blast all you want. This is like all we do as homies is put each other on blast all the time. But I, I think, to me, those two things feel like a toss-up to me. Like, I don't feel like one of those is significantly more likely than the other one. I'm kind of like, eh, we could totally wipe ourselves out at just as soon as I feel like we could, like our exponential increase in technology could create 
a reality that feels indistinguishable from the real world. I, I, I find those things in my For brain sure. to be equally likely and equally unlikely. What if the great filter is part of the program of the simulation that we exist in as a way to limit the simulations within simulations? Yeah. As in they, as in so, to force them to bow out before they become just shitty and stupid. Making, no, capable of making more simu- simulations. Yeah. So I think it's a good. So like, what's this podcast oh, called? Whoa. Is it called What If? <laughs> what if? <laughs> right. We you it's are called, on the What If podcast. Yeah, okay, friend. the What If podcast. So Whatifpodcast.com. Whatifpodcast.com. Reality hits you hard, bro. <laughs> That's for real. <laughs> so. Yeah, so we've set up the argument, you know, we're like willing to buy it to a certain extent. So what if we're living in a simulation? Yeah, I, I don't know if it matters. Oh, I super think it does. How does it not? What, does it not what change? What alternative is there? What do you mean? If we're living in a simulation in, uh, along the lines of like a contained within a computer somewhere else simulation. Yes. Yeah, we can't do anything about it. We can. Don't we immediately try to suss out and access that next level of intelligence? Then, though, but but we wouldn't be able to by by definition. Not by my my computer. We're having this conversation right now. My computer can't like figure out that it's a computer and then like have a conversation with me. It might super soon though. And then we'll be simulating very soon after that. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, it, and I, I brought that up because of your your previous point about like simulations creating simulations. You know, and that's where I think Elon Musk must get his billions statement. Yeah. Is that you make some you make thousands of simulations, all which run all through with thousands of simulations, and yeah. yeah, some of them figure it out. So or if technologically, if you are, I feel like if you are at a technological level. You, I don't even know what you I'm talking about right now, what entity or technology I'm referring to. But if you, as whatever that thing is, is able to create a simulation as complex as the one that we're currently inside of, you probably have the resources to create as many of those as you see fit, right? Like, it doesn't seem to me that, like, that that you would be restricted to being like, oh, we could only create 100 because we're infinitely intelligent, you know? Like, you could create, you could create billions of them if you wanted to. That's how you win the game. Well, how so? By creating simulations. When your when your simulation creates a simulation, that's how you. Yeah. Oh, sure. Then you push reset then you and then up. you like start over again. Yeah. Which well, or you could level up. Yeah. This goes is, back is to the singularity, the reset button. That well, so this was <laughs> no. This was always my. This was always like my my curiosity was like is and maybe it is the 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 creation of simulations inside of simulations, but like is the singularity this like as technology is increasing. And storage and speed and processing power. As technology, as technology is increasing over and over again, uh, do we basically create like an energy that is so intense and insane that basically we we blow the whole motherfucker up and then everything resets? Come out on the other side. Come on, come on on the other side, like seventeen billion years later or whatever it is, and and start over again somewhere in a far off point in the galaxy. We As, wrote a treatment about that. Did we? Yeah. You and I? Yeah, and Gabe's. Do you have it still? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We talked about this. Don't put this on the podcast. Yeah, wait. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Did we really for a movie? <laughs> yeah, it was just more. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do vaguely remember It was remember called this. Order of Operations. Dude. Whoa, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's deep. Dude, you're kind of blowing but my mind But what's my right memoir going to be called? What's the first one? 
understanding my code. Uh, <laughs> no, wait. Let um, me put my dick in that robot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh, shit, was it? I can't remember. Good thing we we're recording, but <laughs> yeah, we can't. <laughs> Order of operations. That's what that was called. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Dude. I forgot all about yep. that. But yeah, like, I, okay. So just to get back into it, <laughs> I don't even know where a good in and out of that is. I, whenever anybody says this is not going on the podcast, I just leave it in. <laughs> so I suppose it would, nothing would hurt that if we did keep that in there. So here's my question then. If, it, does that mean then that we're inside of a simulation, that it has potentially the ability to create simulations and then can self-destruct and reset itself all entirely without the input of the in, original intelligence that like set them up in the first place? Are UFOs the technology that that created us coming back to check out like firsthand physically inside of like touring the simulation that they created? I don't know, dude. I'm trying to think of if we created a simulation of some kind, what would that even look like to physically check on it? Like, could we dive in? I assume it'd be like Google Maps times a billion. It'd be Street View. Google Maps, but like with Oculus, you can just dive in. Yeah. So, but you wouldn't need to. be wild. You wouldn't need to absorb a physical form. It'd be wild. Well, and this brings like up another point that like uh, someone, you know, I listened to a podcast at some point or read something where someone was saying simulation theory is a great way for atheists to talk about spirituality, you know? And it's like because it can assign this omnipresent intelligence or side of us that you can't really tap into but that you could maybe call god if you wanted exactly you know and maybe this thing could change you know like the uh the the nature and the physical reality momentarily within this world Mm. so yeah aka miracles a yeah whatever word you want to assign to it which would be like a a reorganization of the code in its form I saw an interview when we were digging into this episode or when we were digging into research for this episode where there's like a guy who he's like a scientist that Neil deGrasse Tyson was like interviewing on a stage and who like legitimately believes that there are like there are actual like zeros and ones in the equations. Yeah, of, the, uh, it's from the Isaac Asimov conference. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I like I wasn't able to suss out fully the understanding of it, but it like James Gates, James Gates. Yep. I think I have that. I mean that that's Audio a up, actually. some way segues us into your other question. Okay, so why don't we take like a quick second to to breathe and and we'll come back and we'll and we'll talk about some of the evidence. We'll talk about James Gates and our zeros and our ones and our blood and uh, and how convinced we all are of whether or not uh, we are indeed living in the matrix. We'll be back with the what if podcast. What is real? How do you define real? Well, partly it's taken to these very strange images that are behind your head right now. These are pictures of equations. I've been, for the last 15 years, trying to answer the kinds of questions that my colleagues here have been raising. And what I've come to understand is that there are these incredible pictures that contain all the information of a set of equations that are related to string theory. And it's even more bizarre than that because 
When you then try to understand these pictures, you find out that buried in them are computer codes just like the type that you find in a browser when you go surf the web. You're saying <laughs> your attempt to understand the fundamental operations of nature leads you to a set of equations that are indistinguishable from the equations that drive search engines and browsers on yeah, our computers. That is correct. So the wait, wait, I'm still, wait. I have to just be silent for a minute here. <laughs> so you're saying as you dig deeper, you find computer code writ in the fabric of the cosmos. Into the equations that we want to use to describe the cosmos, yes. Computer code. Computer code, strings of bits of ones and zeros. It's not just sort of resembles computer code, you're saying it is computer code. It's not even just is computer code, it's a special kind of computer code that was invented by a scientist named Claude Shannon in the 1940s. That's what we find very, very deeply inside the equations that occur in string theory and in general in systems that we say are supersymmetric. Um, who did we just listen to say some wild shit? That was uh james gates yeah dr james gates and he was professor so, of physics and director for the center of string and particle theory damn. At the university of maryland that's such a legit title to be saying some very wild shit like that mm -hmm. <laughs> i watched the video of that like earlier this week and i don't remember it being that wild at all but also, i watched the video and neil degrasse tyson what? as he's saying that is like doubled over like he's like bent in half just like, wait, 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 wait. He told like, dude, just be silent for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, and this a is what I was, process. this is what the point I was trying to bring up at the very beginning of this is that like, in a weird way, the smarter, pe the, the, the more smart the person talking about this, the more convinced they are than like, I don't know. Didn't Neil. Quintessential guy like sitting on his trailer in Wisconsin or whatever. Like, yeah. Didn't. That's the skeptic. Sure. Didn't, this cat. didn't Neil in like a recent interview put it at like a coin flip? That, it's actually from the same. Oh, it's from this event. The same okay. panel discussion where. But he put it at a coin flip, right? Yeah, he was like, ah, he said 50 -50. In, in his mind, it's basically 50 50. Yeah. Which for a guy like Neil, who is like very well versed in, I mean, Cosmos obviously at its core is like the history of like the universe. For a fool like that to publicly say 50-50, like, that's a lot. That says a lot. He's also not typically very open-minded about, like, stuff that doesn't fit the current paradigm really? of, of science. Yeah. Yep. Like, he, he openly ridicules any of the UFO paranormal, anything. Like, huh. just will go out of his way to, to roast any of that stuff. Huh. Um, and just sort of generally is, like, by-the-book physics guy. Interesting. So yeah, even more, I, I don't know. Uh, it definitely gets my attention if, if he's putting some of this stuff forward. Yeah, absolutely. Same with Elon. Like you started from yeah. the beginning, Max. Like, And what what's kind of crazy about this is that the, the, the analogy that makes sense to me because like, you know, computers are a technology that we use every day. Yeah. Is that like you put a photo in Photoshop. Yeah. You can zoom in, you can zoom in, you can zoom in like sometimes for a really long time, mm -hmm. but eventually you slam into a pixel. Yep. And then... You look through that pixel, and eventually it's ones and zeros, and then that's the end mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And you can, like, apply that to real life somehow, too. That, like, if you're looking at a Google Maps or something, you can zoom in, you can zoom in, you can zoom in, you can zoom into a person, 
zoom into an atom. And, you know, go further and further you, into until the, you hit zeros at once, and then eventually you hit. I mean, you hit a pixel. You hit. You hit an, what we perceive as like the end. Right. And what's we've, crazy? We thought we've been at that point several times. We so did. It used to be like there was nothing smaller than an atom. And right. what is this dude saying? It is the end. Zeros and ones. Zeros and ones. You know. Yeah. And that's fucking crazy. It is fucking crazy, especially a guy. What did you say his title is again? <sighs> Professor of physics and director. director of the Center for String and Particle Theory. If you uh, teach physics and string theory to people and you believe there are zeros and ones at the bottom of everything, I have a really hard time disagreeing with your approach (laughs) that we're living in a simulation. It sort of terrifies me still. (laughs) I know. I can hear it in your voice. (laughs) It's real, dude. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Um, And uh, another interesting part of that is that like if you go deeper into this and like I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I understand computer code or string theory sure at all but um as you like we'll st- pretend but we'll start- be wrong <laughs> <laughs> start to dig yeah can you just tell everyone like i'm some professor <laughs> of something more like and more this dude is the professor of <laughs> we'll just use more like progressively worse photoshop analogies the longer we talk about this <laughs> <laughs> we, we only understand photoshop completely <laughs> we're, we're everything like cs3 <laughs> as you dig into the stuff that this dude is saying you see computer code from like the dawn of what we understand is computer right, he was re- science. He's referencing code from the forties. From the forties, exactly. And like, there's one called checksum, mm-hmm. which is essentially like the, you know, uh, very much like at the foundation of, of computer science and code written a long time ago, mm-hmm. which essentially counts up um, the ones and zeros in a sequence to like understand how how many properties there are. Sure. And that checks some, um, there's, there's something very, there's, there's code that looks very similar to our checksum, to checksum in our DNA. Cool. Yeah. So thanks for having me on guys. Yeah. Yeah. Really, uh, <laughs> and it, Mike dropped. Everyone's going to go like, like, be confused. I, I, that's that's the the closest thing to actual evidence, or slash is actual evidence of all the stuff we've been talking about. Okay, so let's roundtable it. Now that we've kind of we've covered some audio, we've covered some ground, we've seen the ins and outs of the the philosophical argument, and some of the actual evidence. Uh, what if we are? What if we're living in a simulation? Like Spence, like you, we are. Say we are. Let's okay. let's say we're buying. We're buying it. I know without a doubt, absolute proof. I'm a thousand percent convinced we are living in a simulation. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Let's okay. let's let's see. What does that feel like? Uh, on a personal level, I don't I don't think I change anything. Okay. I don't know what you could change, or what your motivation would be to change anything that you do on a day day to day basis. Like the entire history of me as a person, my family, everything I've ever known, the, yeah. the, the extent of human history of the history of our universe has all been under these same rules, these same parameters. That's real. No one has ever known anything different. What what could you do differently? Do you want to tell other people, pers- like personally for you? Are you 
does it become like part of your mission to make sure that other people become like equally aware or is that kind of just like, I just kind of keep going. On? That's why a, I came on this podcast. Do I <laughs> to reach a wider audience with your message. Do I start my new career as a cult leader tomorrow? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> or the simulation theory cult? <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want to be a cult leader? <laughs> I, I don't know. And I guess that, that depends on our hypothetical situation too. Yeah. Was this information somehow given only to me? Or did this become just a universally accepted fact based on whatever evidence would be needed for that to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, like the, I think that's a separate question of, Is like, there, like, a worldwide disclosure kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, because honestly, like, no one would believe me. You know? True. I'd I, probably talk I about it in, like, a world. Well, <laughs> <Right. laughs> I, I would back. talk about it to, like, the five people I would normally talk about these things with. Sure. You know, like, I— Three of which are, like, kind of in the room right now. And most of the people in my life, like, probably either wouldn't care or would, like— not handle it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I honestly, I honestly don't think a whole lot of shit would change. For me. I would probably like once, once a week have a lot of anxiety about it and then like <laughs> go drink, to work and then like fall asleep. Go yeah, back at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like take another step. I'd have like mild panic attacks once in a while. Probably <laughs> I think would be the only change. Word. Where, where are you at? I, or what, what would, what would change for you? I guess I guess I can't necessarily like nail down like a like a day-to-day thing that would change for me. But I feel like mentally it would change a lot for me. I, I feel like with the whole like the whole concept of, you know, I, I grew up in a religious family, so and I have largely abandoned like religion in my adult life. Uh I, I guess wholly abandoned religion in my adult life. And my brain, my brain goes like religion as an entire concept in my brain is like fully gift wrapped and packaged and pushed out the fucking window. If I know that, that we have a higher power that is creating us and there is no God in any way that we understand God to be as like humans. Slash, you know exactly what God is. Or that, or that. Uh, The way that we understand it as humans today is just all super wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, that that to me, that to me changes a lot of the way that I like look at um, who am I? Why am I here? And do I have a purpose? Am I trying to achieve something? Like I I don't know. I feel like some of those like um, those like gut questions that we all kind of like deal with at some point of our lives, some sooner than others, some more than less. Some people don't ask those questions at all, I guess. But like a lot of those questions take a new shape for me, and I guess I don't entirely know what that is. But I do feel like they take a different shape. And and I don't know. I feel like over time, that would sort of change, like, what I pursue or why I pursue it. Um, but I but I see you because I feel like I'm like, man, I guess I don't I don't do I don't like make my make my eggs different. I like right. my I like my eggs over medium with rye toast. I'm still going to keep doing that. Like, yeah. I'm not going to not do that. So I guess it, it, it is. It's weird. It's like I'm not going to go be an evangelist and try to get. A, a cult and followers. I'm not going to make my breakfast differently. I still need money to do it from a job to carry on with my life. Right. So I guess there isn't a lot that like would change in my day to day, but I do think mentally over time I would stray in a direction that I'm not fully sure of. Also, I think I would, I would dive into it more like more 
heavily than I have already. Like I would want to know more. Once you'd, I knew you'd, you'd show up at Dr. Gates's yeah, office yes, tomorrow and be like, "Yes. Hey I mean, man, tell I've me got everything some you know. Questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to know about this." And, and he'd that. be like, "You got to go to college for like 8 years. <laughs> yeah, you you owe me 100 grand." <laughs> <laughs> Max, if you knew tomorrow that you were living in a simulation, would you take more or fewer hallucinogens than you do now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Because I might the the one thing I might do differently is take as many as I possibly can yeah. to see if I can break the simulation. Yo, I like that. Maybe or that's I, the way out. Or I just Maybe. flavor trip on the reg, you know? Yeah, right. flavor tripping um, Friday night. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know what to say. Like, I have to agree with you guys that like I wouldn't do anything differently tomorrow like i would mm-hmm. get out of bed and i'd brush my teeth the same and i'd go to work um but kind of in the vein of what you were saying ryan like you think like fundamentally things would change inside you because yeah. there are certain questions that you you deal with throughout your whole life you know um and this would be an answer to a lot of them mm-hmm. and for me, I actually think it'd be sort of comforting and it wouldn't be any more bonkers if someone said you are living in a simulation than if someone said with certainty Mormonism is the truth of the universe. (laughs) Sure. You know, and um, it it might in that same sense that to a Mormon, if they heard that Mormonism is the truth of the universe, it might be weirdly comforting somehow. Like, I don't think I would have it any existential anxiety, you know, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think I'd sweat it as much, man. But like, okay, not, not to question your take, but like, if you, I feel like the only difference to me would be like, if you knew, if you learned tomorrow that Mormonism was like the one true way to like get to heaven and all that stuff. Like I've got like four more wives by the end of the week. (laughs) (laughs) But like, but like kind of though, right? Like, don't you, don't you like pick up and like go follow that and like you like you become a follower of Mormonism if you feel like that's like the way to get to heaven like I feel like I, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't put words in your mouth you're saying it would be equally as improbable if you told me tomorrow I was gonna either find out Mormonism's the truth of the universe or that we're living in a simulation I would probably lean a little towards one of those is way more likely towards, to yeah. be yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. W- w- a lot more that's towards a simulation theory it does okay. seem more likely yeah. than like any religion being totally true to me. Yeah. 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 If, if we're taking them like literally rather than as metaphors and stories and shit. Damn. That's a really good point. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Well, well, to get real meta, <laughs> what would, what would the post-human uh, uh, entities think of this conversation we're having? They'd be like, oh shit. Would they be proud of oh, us? They, would they be prouder or they'd be like, God damn, I don't think they would notice figuring it out. There's, man. No, there's probably some dude sitting in a warehouse somewhere who's supposed to be watching like six million of these simulations <laughs> and he's playing with his Tamagotchi instead. <laughs> like there's no way you would keep tabs on those. That are they that are they think like we're we're trying really hard, but we're like so far off right now the in simulation terms of all the specifics NSA is are just, just laughing like, at us somewhere. <laughs> These fucking idiots. <laughs> they got none of this right. They sound like morons. They're, just, um, they're listening into the dolphins conversation. They're way yeah. more worried about that. It's way more interesting <laughs> to them at this juncture. Dolphins are so much closer to figuring it out. All right. Oh man. Max, Shit. 
Thanks, bro. It's anything you want to anything you want to plug while you're here? Where do I get my check? Uh, your check. <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the it's in the simulation mail. Uh, yeah. It's in the simulation mail. Uh, anything you want to plug personally, professionally at all? Anything weird you just want to tell people to go look up because you think it's cool? No, you I do. hope you guys have me back. I think we're we'll do another one. I think we're definitely gonna. I think we have some topics that that uh, lean towards the direction of your brain. So we'll definitely do that. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, gang. On the What If Podcast. Take care of yourselves. Love uh, you again soon. Love you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the What If Podcast. For show notes, transcripts, and links from today's episodes, visit whatifpodcast.com. 